people, when they find those meaningful connections, and there can be many of them, some really huge, some smaller, but lead in steps that kind of bring us to a different understanding of not only ourselves within, but how we relate to the world. Hello, I'm Rachel Astarte, and welcome to Self Talk. My guest today is Ash Marshall O'Dell. She's a spiritual teacher, a psychic medium, a certified personal coach, Reiki master, and author of the book Lightbound A Healer's Journey Through Trauma, CPTSD. Let me try that again. <laughs> Trauma, CPTSD. I'm going to start all over, actually, because I don't want to. <laughs> I hear you. I have had those snafus. I was recording once and I kept saying archangel instead of angel. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I know. I'm doing it myself. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to like start over. Okay. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. My guest today is Ash Marshall O'Dell. She is a spiritual teacher, a psychic medium certified personal coach, Reiki master, and author of the book, Lightbound, A Healer's Journey Through Trauma, CPTSD, and Anxiety. Welcome, Ash. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So I would love for you to start out by telling the listeners how you got into your field and, and what your calling was. Yeah, that's funny. My background actually is in business and teaching. I was a public school teacher for a while. And I had various jobs. I, I call it job ADD really. So um, I learned a lot and none of it really truly suited me. I adored teaching, but the way that the teaching was going, having the children memorize and then forget after mm. testing didn't suit me. Mm. And I was a stay-at-home mom for a very long time. And I had a childhood that was very difficult in many, many ways. So mental, physical, emotional, sexual, and religious abuse. Wow. And that came out in my mothering. I was a very, very overprotective mother. Mm. And I also, of course, had, you know, issues because when you're modeled um, certain behaviors, you know, when you don't know any different, you grow up. So I had changes that I wanted to make. And so I began therapy. And mm -hmm. in a trauma group, we went um, on a retreat and we went to this crystal shop for fun. And I was drawn to these crystals, uh, like a magnet almost, mm -hmm. and um, went back to the house that evening and put them, I just knew where to put them on myself wow. and literally energy just whooshed through my body. I'd never experienced something like that before. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the beginning. We'd been reading a lot of books, um, such as the, let's see. Riso and Hudson um, Enneagram type, as mm -hmm. well as um, Untethered Soul, and a whole lot of books. I did not know anything about sort of metaphysical at all. Um, and it was a very interesting journey for me. And I learned a lot about myself as well as everything else. And that was just sort of the foray. So I began Reiki and then a lot of other things just sort of opened from all of that mm -hmm. and found myself doing what really fills my life with purpose and 
flow, freedom, love, openness, wonder, and so much bliss and joy. I adore, adore doing what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking at your website and there, there's a lot of talk there about meaningful connection. Can you, can you help others understand what that means to you? What is a meaningful connection for you? So if you were to think of it just in a regular way of learning, we learn all types of information all the time, right? A lot of it isn't very personal. Mm. However, something that we learn will come in and it's all of a sudden, it's like you light up or you're drawn to it. Mm. And from that, you open up into a whole new, we'll call it world, where something really speaks to you and you learn all about it. And people, when they find those meaningful connections, and there can be many of them, some really huge, some smaller, but lead in steps that kind of bring us to a different understanding of not only ourselves within, but how we relate to the world. And those meaningful connections can be so helpful and fulfilling and really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of my listeners hearing that and, and thinking like, I wonder if I've experienced that before. How do you know when you have a meaningful connection when it's rather than just, I'm really kind of into that. Like you, it sounds like you knew when you saw those crystals, I have a meaningful connection to that. Not at all. Oh. I didn't know anything about crystals except for my daughter's um, fourth grade science project where you put the string in the solution and crystal. That's what I knew about crystals. Uh-huh. Like, seriously, that was it. Mm-hmm. And when I first started out, I was actually really fearful of any, I didn't want anything to do with um, psychic or intuitive or anything. That was just, mm-hmm. I was like, no. And um, it took me a while. Okay. And as I became interested in things and started learning, some things popped in, for instance, Reiki, I didn't really know. I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And I just, one day, all of a sudden it was like Reiki and it was just there. Mm-hmm. And I, there were tons of Reiki teachers all around, but I knew I wanted to go to this Reiki teacher. Okay. And there are things like that. We all experience it. So as a child, we, we have those, even if it's a teacher, because meaningful connections can also be with other people. Sure. And even when you're a child, there's that teacher that most of us have. Mm-hmm. that you just adore them and love them. And there's this wonderful, wonderful feeling that you get when you're with them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people carry that all the way into adulthood because they brought something to that relationship that helped you in a very deep way. And it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not always apparent immediately what your meaningful connection might be. Right. Exactly. But something when you saw those crystals said, you wanted to keep learning more about them. So that sounds like a, if, even if you didn't have conscious knowledge, there was a connection there, maybe on a, on a more metaphysical level. Yes. Well, when something happens that is so are outside of your sort of world view, mm-hmm. you have a tendency to pay attention. And um, when we're just open to experiences, even in that way, we look for, something sometimes. So being open to even making some connections mm-hmm. can be a word, a feeling, um, something that we see that we keep noticing again and again and again. Right. That's something to pay attention to because it is you 
something within your subconscious saying, Hey, this is important. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Right. So, yes. Right. And, and the powers that be around us are so good at giving us many chances to try and connect. You know, uh, when you said, you know, something that's coming up again and again for you, um, you know, it might be, you know, some kind of synchronicity, right. Where you're thinking about something and it shows up and, Yes. And these are all, I call them love letters from the universe, but (laughs) saying, I got your back. You're good. You know, I'm, I see you. Uh, Beautiful. So, uh, and yes, those connections can be other people. They can be, uh, yeah, even just a word or an experience or a ritual or a thing for those who are listening, who, who think that sounds great, but I have no idea how to make that happen? Can we create meaningful connections for a fulfilling life? And if so, how? We can do it through choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So choosing to learn from an experience, even when something is really not positive, like you just have a difficult experience or conversation or a circumstance. When we learn from that, what does that have to teach us? Because anything that we do no matter what's going on outside, it always comes back to us and our own choices, right? So when we figure out, well, what was that? What is the the connection here? What is the learning? What is going to help me? Mm-hmm. That's a meaningful connection. And we can do that with every aspect in our lives. Mm-hmm. So everything from security and safety to creativity and our feelings to how we are out in the world, our willpower control, letting go of control, Mm -hmm. Uh, our heart, all our relationships, speaking from our truth, listening, and then choosing, planning, and of course, our higher connection to all that is meant for us. So there's, there's learning that we can bring in no matter what it is that we make meaning and we Mm -hmm. choose and grow from that. And it's really lovely, not easy. Yes. Well, I was going to say, and you pointed out something so important that it may be some challenges that we're going through that are teachers to us. And oftentimes they are. And for some, it can feel like if I'm going through a difficult time um, or if things don't seem to be where I want them to be in my life, I feel stuck in that. Is there a way to shift that? Is there a way to kind of, you know, change the perspective um, when we do feel stuck? That is both very simple and very complicated. (laughs) as everything is. Right. Um, It depends on what you resonate with, what works for you. Mm -hmm. For some people, therapy, I actually am a huge proponent of people going to a therapist. Like that's just, I feel important when you are having a very difficult situation to help you process through, work on your beliefs, um, reframe in that way. Um, Coaching can be helpful. Um, Energy work can be helpful because not only are emotions um, chemical messengers. They're also vibrational. And so I, from my personal experience, have found um, energy work, body work, massage, melt, because we store our emotions in our physical body. And so when we do that, um, we are kind of restricting the flow. And when we are able to open that flow and allow that, those stuck chemicals move. Mm -hmm. So... Also creating a ritual for yourself, um, meditation, if you're able, and there are lots of different ways to meditate. Sure. Um, all of these things can be helpful to figure out what is um, 
in your deepest and highest good and within you because all the answers come from within. And sometimes we just need help to get to them. Right. And to trust that we have the answers. That's a really hard one. And and speaking to what you you opened with, it's really hard when your patterning is not supportive <laughs> of trusting your own intuition or trusting your own self-talk. Yeah. So just to just to jump back and and I think your story might help a little bit. What was an aha moment for you that helped you to to unlock that part of yourself and begin to trust your, yourself and your intuition? There were many such instances because when you have CPTSD, you know, you're involved with all of those emotional hormones because thoughts and emotions when coupled together create beliefs. Mm -hmm. And if it begins in very early childhood, there's a lot of things that shift and change and some things that remain stuck. So it takes longer to clear those patterns that you spoke of because some of them are, I call it sort of deep scars or neural ruts is what they're often called. And so shifting out of those, um, you kind of do it in layers. And so when we go to make those changes, those aha moments can be small ones. So for instance, um, one of them was the Riso Hudson Enneagram type, discovering what my type was, Mm -hmm. one. Two, understanding what my triggers were. Mm-hmm. And learning to breathe through those triggers without reacting. That mm-hmm. was the first part. That was so hard. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the next part where you start learning how not to react internally. So in other words, where you're shoving down your emotions or saying no or freezing or having an anxiety attack. It is a very progressive journey. Mm-hmm. And each phase um, helps you to feel better, to level up, to free yourself in ways. And every part of the journey, because we always cycle back around. So for instance, I'm a Enneagram type one mm-hmm. with the two wings. So, you know, the reformer with the helper. Okay. And so you come back and you also have a core wounding. And each time you'll come back around, but from a higher stance, because you have new capabilities and new tools right. and new ways of dealing. And all of these things, um, help us to learn to trust ourselves. So for me, my, my initial message was trust yourself, mm-hmm. perfect trust and perfect love. Mm-hmm. You have to find it within. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of uncovering who you truly are beneath all the programming and patterning mm-hmm. that you had by virtue of growing up in whatever familial group, social, cultural, religious, et cetera, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of that plays a role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really different, obviously, for each person. But what I'm hearing is the commonality is is to be patient and to understand that it is a process and one that, you know, we practice on a daily basis. And I I think I know this is true for some of my patients, too. Um, They they see a vision of themselves somewhere out here that they want to be. And they cannot figure out how they can get from here to there. And it's really important to remember that um, that person is already here. Yes. And just and just needs to sort of have some of the dust <laughs> pushed away so that you can really see the gem shine underneath. And that takes time. 
You know, mm-hmm. I think of archaeology, right? They they they're uncovering a, an ancient civilization. It doesn't happen all at once. It takes years sometimes to carefully remove the the dirt and and get those gems and those beautiful artifacts underneath. And we have all of that, you know. Um so how so if we're on this journey and we we're just doing our thing, right? Uncovering our stuff and slowly can we also or how might we also encourage or help others to do the same? I believe very much in the power of hope hmm. and inspiration, sharing. And it's why I wrote and published um, my own book. Um, one, most of all, was to overcome my own shame and fear. Mm-hmm. That was a huge step for me. Mm-hmm. And two, um, when we see other people doing this work, we have that feeling and that knowing within us that we too, if someone else can do it, I can do it too, right? It won't look like that. You know, that's their journey. That's how they did it. Right, right. But I know I can get this going for myself and accomplish as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and just by being on your own path, that's also a way to help to elevate or, or you know, express um, the positive aspects of this work to others, you know, just by being who you are, you know, perfectly imperfect, right? Yes. So <laughs> much yes on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's very important. Um, and you spoke just a moment ago about how you're a, a big advocate for, for therapy. What is it about therapy that you think is helpful? And I, and I want to preface it with, as, as a therapist myself, there's a lot of misconception about what therapy is or can be and why people go to therapy. And one of those misconceptions, of course, is that it means you're broken, that there's something wrong with you, that um, and, and there's almost a shameful surrender to your awfulness that you have to go see a therapist. I'm getting a vibe that that wasn't the case with you. Can you talk about what it is about therapy that you think is so important for all people? Yes. So when I actually, I host the Attuned to You podcast, that's mine. And I talked about this. So if you were to imagine yourself wearing glasses with hundreds of lenses in that, and on each lens is a different thing. So perhaps on one, there's a thin film that partially occludes one side, different colors, patterns. Perhaps there's a crack along the bottom of one of the lenses. Mm -hmm. So as you, if you can't see anything, like your eyes are completely covered and occluded by these glasses, you're not really seeing what's truly out there. Mm -hmm. And all choices are made based on your perception of what you are seeing. So perhaps you see this crack. And so every time you step, you're making this really weird step forward to avoid falling on the crack. Right. As you go through therapy, you're peeling off lenses. Hmm. lenses and lenses you get clearer you actually think differently you make different choices you feel better it is truly a simply um, a way of one getting to know yourself truly and deeply 
um, undoing some unhelpful beliefs that, um, for instance, um, where and when I was brought up, it was that um, religion was all about um, women being the fall of man, Mm. all our fault. Wow. Um, And that we had to pay for it for our whole lives because Eve sinned and all women must suffer and be punished. That was what was taught me in church. That was a horrific feeling to carry. And I felt deep shame, including just having, you know, menstruation that was deeply shameful because it was tied to Eve's sin. Wow. Those were ugly beliefs and not true of course. at all. It was horrifying. And I was just a child and this was taught to me. And so when we are able to let that go, it not only helps us see better, but we feel better and differently about our own selves mm-hmm. and our relationship with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's deeply helpful to address beliefs. Mm-hmm. It helps our relationships with everyone and everything else, including the most important one of all, the yeah. one to ourselves. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And is this the sort of coaching that you do? No, I don't. I am a certified personal coach, but I don't actually coach. <laughs> okay. I do more um, just energy work with people. I help okay. people get in touch with themselves um, through meditation. Um, I teach classes on how to do so. Um, all of these things I feel are important. And when we bring all the different things together, mind, body, spirit, it creates a much better whole life for people to thrive. Absolutely. And so something like the work that you do would be a wonderful supplement to therapy, for example. That is exactly. And we need a team. We need, you know, it takes a village, right? (laughs) It takes a village of healers to help us. And that's, and I think that's a beautiful message to send today too, is that you are not alone. Yes. And that you have people who know how to love and hold you and that, that, and like yourself, you've made a a living out of, of supporting people. So that said, how can listeners find you, Ash? Oh, easily. Um, My website is sacredjourneyswithash.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram, if you would like to connect with me there. Beautiful. And I will have your links in the show notes to make sure everybody can find you. Ash, thank you so much for being on Self Talk today. Thank you. It was a pleasure.